It is Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. The lovely and talented Dwayne Long has decided to join us again. Dwayne, how goes it? Enjoying uh, some decent weather and uh, it's football season, so uh, I'm happy, man. Yeah, not talking about speculation anymore, at least in terms of the Buckeyes and the opening win over Florida Atlantic, 45-21 over the Fighting Lane Kiffins at the shoe. Obviously, one of the more impressive first quarters you'll ever see. Florida Atlantic was as bad a first quarter opponent as they have faced. We've talked a lot about the game. We're going to talk some more about it and kind of what we can see out of it going forward. There's only one place to start, Justin Fields. Very interesting debut. He was fantastic from the very start. Kind of petered out a little bit. The question is whether that was scheme or was he really getting uh, frustrated down the stretch. Your thoughts on the debut of Justin Fields? I think he summed it up pretty good. He, you know, he just came out of the box brilliantly. I mean, the first carry ever for uh, Justin Fields in a Buckeye uniform, he scores a touchdown. It's just, uh, you know, lots to be excited about with what we saw with him. As far as um, what happened the the next three quarters, I think it was a combination of, of just getting really vanilla and just, you know, we can beat this team. Let's just try to get out of here with no injuries and get a lot of people playing. And, you know, just we weren't worried about the score. I just don't think that that was what Ryan Day was thinking about. I want to win. I want to get out of here healthy and play a lot of players. Having seen Fields in person now, any specific concerns? I still think that he's got to have more confidence in his arm than in his feet. He was hitting some wide-open guys. Well, they got themselves wide open, and he found them. When we look at Haskins, Haskins was just a gunslinger. He was going to throw in tight windows, you know, expect a guy to catch the ball. He was going to be on the mark, and that was all there was to it. I'd like to see – I don't expect many guys to be that confident in their arm. You know, you you see those guys banging around the NFL and and labels like uh, future Hall of Famer attached to them. You know, I still would like to see him have more confidence in his arm, just let the ball go more, instead of that little bit of hesitation that he shows because he's not sure. I think that will come with time. We've got to realize how little this guy's played. That's the one thing I would can't come away concerned about, but then he should gain confidence from how well he threw the ball Saturday. Yeah, for a guy who runs as well as he does, and I think it's pretty obvious his go-to move is just to run and get out of there. But when he does throw it, and I think he waits too long, he's not much of an anticipator right now, partially because he can wait almost as long as you have to, and he has just got an absolute rocket launcher. The deep seam route, the deep crossing route he threw to Olave on a line, you can see he's blessed when it comes to just his form and the way the ball spirals out of his hand. He's not a very developed passer yet, but just in terms of overall talent, you can see why he was so highly rated. Combination, he's almost like a hybrid of all the quarterbacks we've had before him, and he's just kind of kind of developed whatever skills he has because he is as talented physically as anybody we've had come through here. Will we put it all together? We shall see. Okay, our biggest concern going into the season, linebacker. What did you see from the group that impressed you or concerned you? It looked like they played standard trio. 
Malik Harrison, tough bowling and Pete Werner. Baron Browning was the first sub. It came in at middle linebacker. And then Taraja Mitchell came in and mostly spelled at outside linebacker, which was kind of surprising. Your thoughts on the linebackers <clears throat> after we expressed so much concern heading into the season? Well, I thought they played – I mean, let's just ask this question, Dan. When's the last time we've seen the linebackers play this well? They were running to the football, and uh, and they weren't missing tackles. And that was just last year. I'm watching. I'm like, what are they waiting on? They they just had too much on their minds. We this is Ohio State. You go get unique athlete and just turn them loose. And that's what the, that's what we're doing right now. I like the walkout linebacker. It keeps our base on the field. That is the uh, strength of that defense. Is you're not constantly you're not allowing the offense to dictate your personnel. So having a guy that can play that position, and uh, and we saw him play well Saturday, Warner was really outstanding, the best linebacker on the field as, as far as I'm concerned. Greatly improved. That's, that's what I would say about the linebacker play. Really shut this team down, you know, let them back in late. Well, look at the jerseys that were in there when, when they were starting to move the football. There are some guys you maybe needed to get out your program for and check and see who that was. So, uh, and that's even a good thing, Dan. In the end, on this, I believe there we got a really nice win. The national media pretty much said Ohio State dominated this game. You know, it's don't look at the score that doesn't reflect what happened in that football game. It's just the teachable moments, the coachable moments that come out of this. You know, they, they, I think that, you know, I said that, that we went to Nella and got a lot of players in the game, but I also think that the, the players just kind of let up a little bit and they saw what happened. It's hard to find the gas pedal again once you take your foot off. I think that what the coaching staff, the one thing I would want to drive home, you can't do this against the better teams in the conference. You can't do this in the playoffs. As the team we saw in the first quarter, it could win a national championship. The defense was just dominating. The offensive line, wow. They were just punching holes and moving the line of scrimmage consistently. I just think that this team is I'm even more convinced than I was going into the season that this team can contend for a national championship, the first quarter team we saw. But we got to get them to do that for four quarters. The coaching staff has to help them. The coaching staff has to uh, get them to do some things. You know, just like we saw uh, Rucker catch the ball out of the bunch formation, a uh, uh, slip screen is what it was. I'm sorry, slip screen. We're throwing to the tight end in a in a formation like that. Uh, we throw down the middle to the tight end. We were doing some different things, and we stopped. Just went and got vanilla, and the team had just relaxed. That is the one thing that I would emphasize all week in practice. You can't do it against better teams. You can't do it this Saturday against Cincinnati. You can't take the foot off the gas. They're going to keep coming. Yes, I realize they, they let up a little bit. But it was, at one point in time in yardage, it was 287 to minus 7. So let's not, this wasn't even really a football game after a while. So your thoughts on Master Teague, here's what it jumped out to me. They're going to need someone like Teague or Crowley to spell Dobbins in the second half, 
And I do think Teague has the size to kind of be that second down back you don't want to tackle when the starter's out. Your vibe on the running back situation after one game. I I agree with you completely. Teague is just, he's a big kid. He he goes till he hears metal. He's going to just hit the gas, and you got to try to tackle him. Good luck with that. Tackle on. Cause he's just going to keep coming hard. And, you know, uh, especially straight up the middle like that with the line punching holes. I mean, he could he could come in there for who knows how many carries a game, uh, you know, because Dobbins had a great – I thought Dobbins had a really great game. He was just running hard himself and taking on tacklers. I don't know if he's got the – what it takes to, to do that starting about week seven, week eight. You know, that's, that's going to take its toll. So we need another guy. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Uh, especially when a bigger back, you've already been dealing with Dobbins, he's running hard, and then here comes this big guy. And uh, he takes it right in there with no hesitation, and he's not going down. You're not going to bring him down with arm tackles. You're going to have to hit him, and you're probably going to need help. So uh, I like what I saw out of the running backs, absolutely. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Jay Sean Cornell, who I think is kind of the Swiss army knife of the defensive line and looked really impressive. But let's get to the matter at hand. That is the Cincinnati Bearcats who come to town on Saturday for a noon kickoff. As of right now, the forecast is 75 and sunny, which would be fantastic. Considering the travel time of the opponent, even for a noon kickoff, that is going to be a well-lubricated crowd. The Bearcats are, of course, coached by Luke Fickle. Their leading rusher is Michael Warren, former Ohio standout, four or five days out on the Bearcats and the challenge Ohio State is facing. Well, I think you're going to see a team that's going to come in here highly motivated with nothing to lose. If, you know, if if they come in here and, uh, you know, maybe they can win this thing. Who knows? Maybe that's what they got on their mind. But they can come in loose and uh, ready to play. If they lose to Ohio State, then they lost to Ohio State. Everyone expected them to lose to Ohio State. Most of the people in Cincinnati expected them to lose to Ohio State. You know, I saw a good football team last Friday. Not a great team. They shouldn't come close to beating Ohio State. But if we are going to be the team that I think we'd be, we got to take Cincinnati and, and take them to the woodshed. That's what's got to happen. I see that happening. Uh, but don't take them lightly. Don't think you could just... Uh, you know, come in here and, and uh, sit on the sideline drinking water and, and looking for pretty girls in the stands and think you're going to win. They're not going to go for it. They're going to come in here ready to play, and they're going to be, you know, like I said, nothing to lose. Keep it locked in here, Bucknutters. We will have as much preview content for the game coming up as you can. Again, a spirited, emotional battle against a state foe loaded with familiar faces. It should be a lot of fun to even get ready for. Have a good one, Buck Nutters.